Natural gas supporters argue that fracking will help wean the United States off foreign oil and bolster its energy security. The same cannot be said for another controversial energy project, the Keystone XL Pipeline. Steve Kretzman of Oil Change International says that if the pipeline were to be built, the United States would hardly see any of the oil from the Canadian tar sands, as much of it would be refined into diesel for export. The U.S. State Department recently released an environmental impact statement that declared that there would be no serious environmental cost of Keystone XL. Steve Kretzman isn't buying it. Whenever anybody in Washington releases something at 3.45 on a Friday, you can be sure that they know that there's going to be somebody extremely critical of it. And, uh, you know, it seems that the State Department got that right, um, and they don't seem to have gotten much else right. The big thing that really jumps out is that they said that basically Keystone XL wouldn't make a difference one way or another to plan tar sands expansion, which is just honestly kind of ridiculous on its face. I mean, if... Indeed, it wasn't an important pipeline and wasn't important to unlocking additional expansion in the tar sands, then why are the Canadian government and the oil industry pushing for it so hard? They know it's key to their expansion, and the fact of the matter is, so do we. Just back up for a moment and explain to us, from your view, why tar sands oil is more problematic than normal crude. Tar sands oil, um, or diluted bitumen as it comes down the Keystone XL pipeline, is a very, very heavy, dirty form of oil. The production of it produces three times as much greenhouse gases as does conventional oil. In addition, when it's refined, there's a significant amount of dirty, heavy material left over that gets made into something called petroleum coke or pet coke. And pet coke actually gets burned as a replacement for coal. And it's just like coal, except that it's dirtier and it's cheaper than coal. So it's really sort of bringing the worst of dirty energy down the pipe and uh, through the United States onto uh, final markets for export. What's your argument in terms of what the Keystone XL pipeline would mean in terms of climate disruption on the planet? At a minimum, the pet coke that I mentioned is an additional five coal plants worth of emissions. The oil itself is worth 50 coal plants on an annual basis. This is 830,000 barrels per day of the dirtiest crude on the planet. We absolutely have to put a cap on the amount of new fossil fuel infrastructure and new fossil fuels that we are burning. The latest climate science from the Potsdam Institute in Germany says that we have to leave at least two-thirds and probably more like four-fifths of the existing fossil fuel reserves in the world in the ground. What are the risks of spills and other damage that the pipeline itself might do coming across America? The first Keystone pipeline, Keystone 1, spilled 12 times in its first year. There has been a lot of concern about the route of the pipeline, particularly in Nebraska, where it has been rerouted, although still not adequately, according to local environmental groups and groups of farmers and ranchers there who talk about how it still crosses critical habitat in the sand hills in Nebraska. There's a lot of concern for the fact that it crosses the Oglala Aquifer, which is one of the largest freshwater aquifers we have in the United States, if not the largest. It's probably also worth noting that diluted bitumen, which is what is going to be coming down the pipe from the tar sands, is significantly more toxic than standard crude oil and is significantly harder to clean up. Now, the proponents of the Keystone XL, the company TransCanada itself, say that there are a lot of jobs here. They say uh, up to 120,000 jobs. What about that? 
The State Department actually said there would be 35, count them, 35 permanent jobs created by the Keystone XL pipeline. They did say there would be several thousand created in construction for the short term, but if our goal is to meet our energy needs and to create jobs, investing in solar, wind, and alternative technologies are a much more labor-intensive way to do it than investing in existing infrastructure around the oil industry. Steve, how do you respond to the report's finding that even if we, that is the United States, don't build the Keystone XL, Canadians will use rail or or find a way to pipe oil to China? I mean, basically, that extracting oil from tar sands will go ahead regardless of what we in the United States might do. First and foremost, we literally have pages of quotes from oil executives and financial analysts uh, who study the industry talking about how important Keystone in particular is to their expansion. As for the other pipeline proposals, they're meeting very stiff resistance. Um, It's actually a much shorter pipeline to go out to the west coast of Canada, but they didn't choose that route because they have solid opposition from First Nations. There's also a pipeline that would go east. We've seen huge opposition to that in the eastern part of Canada and in Portland, Maine, where they're really stepping up and saying they don't want the pipeline going through there. And the rail question, which State Department really said, you know, well, they'll get it out by rail and it's no big deal. It's really curious that they think that because, you know, the only reported numbers on how much it's costing to take diluted bitumen down to the Gulf Coast, say it's costing about $31 a barrel. Compare that to a pipeline, which is about 8 or $9 a barrel. And you can see there's a clear financial incentive for the industry to build pipelines rather than rail. Steve Kretzman, Put this all in historical perspective for me. How important is the Keystone XL pipeline case, do you think, in American history? I think this is actually an absolute watershed campaign in the environmental movement in the United States. The reality is the president's going to have to make a choice. Is it going to be the oil industry or is it going to be saving the climate for future generations? And we certainly believe and hope that uh, he will make the right choice there. Steve Kretzman is the executive director for Oil Change International. Thanks so much, Steve, for taking the time. Thank you, Steve.